0: Welcome to Surgical Society's Day in the Life podcast. I am Poppy. I'm Amisha. And we're going to take you through a day in the life of numerous healthcare workers. We hope to give you an idea of what a career in healthcare is like from a range of perspectives. And we'll give you tips on applying to medicine, discuss important topics and hopefully inspire you to pursue a career in medicine.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Scarlett Nazarian. I'm a surgical registrar and I'm currently doing a a PhD at Imperial College London into surgical innovation. I'm a general surgical registrar, which means I deal with things essentially mainly in the tummy, but also includes breast surgery, endocrine surgery, transplant surgery that's about it really. <laughs> so. That's a
0: lot. No that's amazing. Um, well, At what point did you realise you wanted to go into medicine?
1: I'm not one of those people who age three knew that they were going to be a doctor. Um, At school I actually really wanted to be a lawyer and I went and seeked out a friend whose uh, mum was a lawyer in order to get some work experience and I thought right this is gonna be um, what I wanna do in the future and I'm gonna love it. And I went along and I was very lucky. I got shown around the high courts, the firm that she was working at and realized what the day-to-day kind of lawyer does. And it wasn't as you see it on TV or in these shows, You know, they're not in court all the time and they're not trying to win these huge kind of cases. And it made me realize actually I probably don't want to have a job where I'm sitting at a desk all day and doing lots and lots of kind of paperwork, essentially. I was always a bit more kind of keen to get involved with things, whether that was sports or You know even DT so I I really liked using my hands I liked you know being with in a team etc and so I had a chat to lots of people and someone suggested medicine and so I had the opportunity to go and do a work experience again in a hospital and immediately I loved it I thought right this is where I want to what I want to do I think when you're at school, it's really difficult to know because all your kind of all the options given to you are kind of vocational in the sense that it's being a lawyer or a doctor or a dentist, office work or a banker and so on, an accountant, etc. But actually there are so many more jobs out there that you just don't know of at that stage. And even these days with all the new kind of startups and things, you can do whatever you want to. However, if medicine is something you want to do, then it's great to know at that stage kind of at school. If you don't know at school, it's also okay, because you can go into medicine at any time, essentially.
0: Perfect. So you speak about obviously the process of slowly deciding that you actually really wanted to go into medicine. In terms of surgery and pursuing that area, at what point was it quite early on when you decided you wanted to go into medicine or did you get further experience and then decide how was that process?
1: So um, once you go into medical school after after school you have five years of actual medical school plus possibly another year of what's called a BSc which is another degree so in total I had six years at medical school and during medical school you kind of understand what you enjoy learning about you understand when you go on placements to the hospital what you are more keen to learn about and and what you actually aren't bored by essentially and there are certain things that really kind of grasp your interest and make you think actually I want to know more and I really enjoy this and I'm going to go an extra step take some extra steps to essentially go into the clinic or stay extra extra hours, or, you know, what I've really enjoyed working with this consultant, I'm going to keep tagging along with him or her. And so I think that it's, important to get a variety of things under your belt at medical school not to keep your sights set on one thing but be open to everything in my case I actually didn't decide on surgery until my foundation one year so again some would say that's a bit late others would say you know that's fine I think it There's never a a wrong answer. It's never too late or too early to decide. And I get asked lots of questions about, you know, what should I do if I wanna be a surgeon um, as a medical student? And actually it's great if you know at that stage. However, I did lots of things during medical school that I could then use towards um, surgery, you know, after I'd kind of chosen, but it was good because I definitely knew I wanted to do surgery, whilst a foundation one doctor because i had you know gone through all the other things i you know had considered doing rheumatology at one stage because i really liked the diagnostic parts of it but then once you actually do the job as well that's really important because as an f1 doing a surgical job made me realize you know what i really enjoy the team i enjoy the work that goes into it I enjoy being here day to day and this is what I'm going to pursue what
0: exactly is the pathway for somebody wanting to go into surgery for example you mentioned you obviously have to do your six years of medical training Um, Mm -hmm. and then how does it go on from there
1: so uh, in terms of surgical specialty, so you go to medical school, you do five or six years at medical school, including a BSc, if that is something that the uh, school offers, you then become a foundation one year, year one doctor, and then a foundation year two doctor. So you do two years of just generalized placements. So whether that's surgery, obs and gynae, medicine, you know, GP, AE, and so on. You do those two years. Once you've finished those two years, or in essentially in the middle of your F2 year, you can apply for core surgical training. And this is for two years as well. Once you apply for core surgical training, you essentially, again, do a variety of things, but within surgery. So you'll do trauma and orthopedics, general surgery, EMT, and so on there are you know certain jobs that you can choose over others and again that depends on your ranking once you've gone through the kind of application process and interviews and then once you've done your two core years you go on to special specialist training so that's registrar training and different specialties have different number of years before you become a consultant for general surgery you go from st3 to st8 so it's five years in other things you you know you go to ST7 or you know ST9 and so on. During this time you can do fellowship which most people do and this is a year towards the end of your reg or surgical uh, specialty training in which you do something much more specialized or sub-specialized should I say and then you become a consultant. What's something that you love about what you do gosh there's so many things I love (laughs) about my job first of all just in general about medicine I find medicine really it just has a really high job satisfaction I I I think that most people get a lot of love from doing medicine I think it's, it's something that's stimulating it's you know working with people that can be really fun as well as kind of gain so much new knowledge it's Full of skills, so procedural stuff, and I'd say that's the main thing about surgery. I mean, I love operating. Full stop. And actually, during d- during this PhD that I'm doing, I'm trying to go and you know do um, operating when I can. But that's the one thing I definitely miss. It's using my hands. It's being in theatre, working with the scrub nurses and the theatre team, the anaesthetists, making a change to that person's life, kind of almost instantaneously. You know, they come in with a problem, you go in, you fix it, they come out and they're much better, hopefully. So I love the the operating that goes with it. Saying that, you know, there are other parts of surgery that are also really great. So reviewing patients on the ward, for example, you meet some amazing people working with, you know, cancer specialist nurses to deal with cancer patients can be incredibly rewarding and Makes you learn lots of new skills, so yeah, there are lots of parts of it that are great. But yeah, I love operating. I'd say.
0: Yeah, that's very very inspiring. What are some of uh, the more daily challenges that you might face?
1: So the probably the biggest challenge within surgery is the responsibility you have over patients. So operating on someone comes with lots of risks, and uh, firstly, you have to let your patient know that, but when something does go wrong it's usually yourself that you you know blame even though actually medicine is all about teamwork there's lots of people in the sequence of events that occur but even if something small happens nothing you know harmful to the patient but you still think gosh why did I do that or how can I change things to be better so the responsibility is really high and you know you are essentially you're not just giving someone a medication that has been proven to be good and beneficial and and seeing how what whether they you know get better or not you're actually making a cut and an incision going into their actual you know body and and altering the anatomy so their responsibility can be really high and that can be quite sometimes you know it makes you slightly anxious and and stressed so I think that's probably the biggest one. Other challenges within surgery, I think are just the ability to balance things, um, balance your you know, work life and, and home life to balance an on-call so that you know, you're operating whilst also seeing patients that are referred to you whilst also making sure that you're able to essentially organize everything that's needed during that day. So, yeah.
0: So you mentioned this, idea of work-life balance how do you maintain a work-life balance and what are the what's it like in surgery because I think a big idea that most people have is just that there is little to none work-life balance within surgery so how do you tackle that?
1: Of course I think that a lot of people think that the surgery is is something that you essentially sleep live eat and all and so on but actually that's not the case surgery essentially is there are a lot of myths about it and I think when you're at school when you're at when you're at medical school even you still go by what the movies the films the the tv shows and things all essentially you know show of a surgeon really on their feet stressed sweating running to an emergency constantly operating operating for about 20 hours straight not eating not sleeping and so on it's not like that at all it's surgery is what you make it to be if you're um if you prioritize what you want then you will get whatever it is that you've planned so if if your work life is really important to you and you want to be the best of the best and, and and surgery and operating is is the only thing that you can think of and 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 want to do then yes there are plenty of subspecialties and specialists specialties within surgery that you can go into in order to make that happen and things include you know transplant surgery or upper GI cancer surgery and so on however if a a family life and socializing seeing your family seeing your friends getting enough sleep not constantly being on call is something that you actually prioritize then you can go into surgical specialties that are much more balanced and much better at at allowing that so for example breast surgery ent even sometimes orthopedics where actually the registrars aren't on site they can you know be at home and just receive a call rather than me who as a general surgeon i have to be on site at the hospital at night and during the day so it completely depends on what you want to do and what you want to get out of it so i'd say the key is prioritize and Ask people. So talk to your seniors, um, understand what, you know, what you want to get out of it and what that specialty or subspecialty will give back to you.
0: So just moving on from that, this might sound like a bit of a strange question, but what is it like being a female surgeon? And we often see a lot about like hear a lot about surgery being a very male dominated specialty. Um, Mm -hmm. and just what your take is on obviously being within that field and working within that field and
1: yeah what it's like for you really absolutely unfortunately surgery is one of those specialties where it is still very much on a senior level male dominated Um, lots of my consultants throughout my training have been men you know at my last hospital there wasn't a single female consultant and then you you know you compare that for example to anesthetics or to the medical specialties where it's a good balance and if anything sometimes the other way kind of inclined. I'd say in surgery first of all it's completely changing so the number of female consultants are increasing, the number of registrars if anything are increasing and maybe also trying to juggle that balance of of going on to the um, more kind of dominant side. But as a female trainee, as a registrar, I have absolutely no disadvantage over all the other, you know, male counterparts, mine or my peers or my colleagues. Um, I work just as hard, I get, if anything, um, you know, more done because I'm more organized we're as females good at multitasking there are lots of papers out there saying actually female surgeons the their outcomes for for patients are better um, because we do have not only the dexterity and and um, ability in the in the operating room but also the compassion that comes with caring for patients and i think it's really really important that we provide especially for the the medical students at the moment or the the school kids at the moment who want to go into surgery the the female role models and mentors that are needed because that's the most important aspect if you have someone to look up to you're going to you know follow in their path and and try and do everything you can to reach that goal but if those role models aren't there then you think why are they not there and why don't they want to be there and is there something wrong with being a female consultant uh, within surgery so i think that's really important
0: yeah most definitely um so moving on and thinking about like tailoring some of this towards directly sick form students um i know mm-hmm. i struggled a lot going about finding work experience what kind of experience i needed or volunteering opportunities so how would you suggest trying to seek out any experience for those who Want to pursue medicine or having an idea about medicine?
1: That's a very good question, and I think a lot of it comes with luck. A lot of it is just happens to be possibly either you know the type of school you go to and and the alumni, for example, from that school, or who you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think my biggest tips for school children wanting to pursue medicine would be: yes, get work experience, absolutely if you can. If you can't, don't worry. It's not the end of the world. Working in a hospital isn't the only way to learn about medicine. Medicine has loads of skills that you can learn from other things. So things that are important in medicine include communication, leadership, caring, you know, for people and whether that means working in a care home working in a pharmacy you know where you're dealing with patients on a daily or whether that just means doing an office job where you're communicating and learning it that way there are different levels of it is what I'm trying to say my biggest tips would be talk to your school and see if there's alumni to your school so people who've you know gone off to medical school or in the previous years or become doctors that they know of or that the teachers know of and they can maybe get you in touch with them. I would say talk to your colleagues because someone's parent or aunt or you know family friend might be a doctor or a nurse or you know something within the NHS essentially that can try and get you a work experience opportunity I think that it is becoming harder because it's difficult to first of all you know with all the precautions that have to be taken it is difficult to always have medical students especially within surgery in theatre and in hospitals but even if it means you know being in that hospital setting or in an even a GP surgery that's perfect so try and do everything you can even if it means going to your GP surgery and approaching them and saying can I maybe even just you know do some admin work They'll, you know, there'll be lots of protocols into uh, you, I'm sure, signing things about confidentiality and so on, but it might be worth a try. So if you're keen, I think go and try and do what you can. And if you can't, don't worry, it's not the end of the world. And you'll have the opportunity once you get to medical school and you can go to medical school having not done, you know, a hospital placement and so on.
0: I know we touched on this before. I just didn't know whether there was anything you wanted to add. What are some of the misconceptions about surgery?
1: So, um, yes, so we touched on the fact that it's male-dominated. I think it it is slightly male-dominated still, but that's all changing, which is great. The other misconception is that it's very competitive. I think that most specialties within medicine have their own competition Ratios, And actually within surgery, I think because of the lack of interest in the last couple of years, the competition rates have actually gone down a lot. And it appears that it may even be less competitive than radiology, for example. So actually, I don't want people to be put off by the fact that it's very competitive. I think when we were at medical school, everyone was like, oh, no, I can't possibly do, you know, cardiothoracic surgery because it's way too competitive. It's not, if you want it, go for it, and then you'll realize. And if that means actually once you get there, you think actually it is too competitive and there's only two jobs in London and I really wanna be in London, then, you don't have to go for it. I think the third thing is probably the whole thing about balance and not being able to have a family as well as pursue a surgical career. And I think that's complete false and misinformation. And I think that the more that we can spread the fact that it is possible, the better. I know lots of consultants who are female who have you know, lots of children and, and their husband works as well. And, you know, they make it work. So it's one of those things that you've just got to understand and realize that everything is changing and you can now do whatever you want as long as you, you just go for it. Perfect. So, just
0: a few last
1: questions. Mm-hmm. What's it
0: like working within the NHS?
1: So, the NHS is a fantastic place because it is huge. And it includes lots and lots of different specialties. Obviously, the NHS includes GP surgeries. It includes all the community hospitals, but the main thing is obviously the hospitals um, and centres where you know there are lots of specialist kind of treatment and management that's done. It's fantastic because there are so many different types of people that you meet and come across and as a doctor you actually move around a lot so you go to lots of different sites lots of different hospitals maybe every year in some specialties even less than that every six months or or so so you meet a huge number of people they're all fantastic you get to work with nurses to physiotherapists occupational therapists you know a, a whole range of people I think that it isn't amazing in terms of the pay situation or you know the way that for example the fact that all the hospitals have to run in a similar manner means that you know it is difficult and sometimes efficiency can't always be uh, maintained as a result or you know when some hospitals really struggle then it's difficult to finance it because it's a government kind of led business, essentially. But the fact that the NHS is for everyone, free of charge, at the point of call is is great. It may be difficult at times, but it's really fun. And it has a really high job satisfaction, as I said before.
0: Lovely. So just one last question. And that's Mm -hmm. more just about yourself. Why did you create the female surgeon?
1: So um, really good question. I think that my main thing was that I was surprised as to how many medical doctors were on Instagram and on social media, and yet not many surgeons. There are hardly any, you know, surgical, you know, the surgical specialties essentially aren't really represented. And I think it's important for people to have an avenue of uh, being able to understand and and be educated on health issues about surgery my other thing was that obviously the female side of it I'm really passionate about being a female surgeon and hopefully in the future being a you know role model for medical students school children even you know trainees that are wanting to become surgeons to be able to give them an an opportunity to kind of ask questions, understand more about the role, be able to see that actually it's all possible. And essentially, lastly, to kind of break through all the stereotypes, all these myths that go around about what surgery and what surgeons are like, you know, I want to give it a bit of a graceful touch rather than the male dominant, kind of arrogant, mean, kind of, you know, persona that goes with surgery. I want to be able to show that actually surgery can be glamorous, surgery can be, really fun and it's a place where you can actually learn loads and take away a lot and I also want it to be a place where you know even the lay public can understand about as I said about surgical health issues and and have an opportunity to to learn about for example what their gallbladder surgery will involve and and information about that so hopefully it's a successful and hopefully it's an account that people enjoy and and can learn from
0: thank you so much thank you for doing this podcast with us and pleasure i'm sure yeah six-month students are going to learn a lot from this podcast it's been a pleasure speaking to you today thank um, you for having yeah, me thank, thank you, you so much for having me hopefully you enjoyed today's episode with poppy and dr Scarlett nazarin for more insights into her life follow at the female surgeon on instagram that's all from us see you again next week